0: Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. The
1: price you paid for my life, God's perfect sacrifice, sufficient for me. The blood of God to atone, my sin you made your own. You have sin. You alone have risen, you alone have saved us, you alone have rescued us from the grave. Glories to reign now, all creation cries out, you alone are king, you alone whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. My name is Mark Renick. This is Victory Over Sin. First part of the show, I try to explain to you what a victory over sin is and how who funds it and all that kind of good stuff. Victory Over Sin is funded by an advocacy arm of uh, St. Vincent de Paul of Southwest Idaho. And what we do for them is to, amongst other things, is do this radio show. We're actually proud of this radio show. It's been going for about um, three and a half years now. So if you go back to the archives of KBXL, you'll see a litany of shows that we think feature many of the issues that affect people coming out of incarceration. Um, we've got directors of the Department of Corrections. We've got senators. We've got um, certain people just out of prison, people just going right back into prison, and a litany of other people who are support us uh, from a program standpoint. It's a good body of work, if you will, to find out about the Department of Corrections. In addition to that, we also have a PowerPoint presentation that when this COVID thing's over with, we will come out to your business or to your church group, and we will show that to you. It's about a 25-minute presentation. And what that does is show you the issues that affect those of us who have been incarcerated and what we do as we get out, the problems and the issues that we think you as Idahoans need to understand. The great thing about that is that it's led by a returning citizen themselves. So they will share the PowerPoint and then they will be there to foster a discussion after it to talk about those things as it pertains to you and the community that you're in. So we're excited about all those things. In addition to that, if you've been listening for a while, you know that uh, we have a, uh office now. We've had it since April of 2019. It's located at 8620 West Emerald. That's on the corner of Benjamin and uh, Emerald Streets. We're Suite 140. And what we attempt to do there is to greet the person as they're coming out of incarceration on day one. We'd like for everybody who gets out of incarceration to come there. We give them a voucher for clothes, and then we offer a support and links to other resources for them as they're coming out. The great thing there, too, is that everybody on our staff has been incarcerated. So you go there the first day, and you can see and get a flavor for what it's like to learn how to live on parole. So that's very encouraging for people, and I think it's a nice kind of a warm handoff as you're coming back to the community. In addition to that, if you're listening to me in the desert right now and you're looking for a ride, there's not someone local that can pick you up, uh, Give uh, talk to your case manager. Have your case manager send me an email and we'll come out and we'll actually pick you up and take you around those first kind of 72 hours is what we call it. We try to help you with food stamps and get you to PO, get you to where you're going to live, walk through the process, if you will, of those first hours upon release. And then again, if you're listening to my voice and you're on parole or you're supportive of that, come by the office. we still got an ongoing kind of situation where we can help. We try to stay on top of everything that's happening with the Department of Corrections and the craziness of COVID and how that's affecting not only the population inside the prison now, but outside the prison. So in addition to that, one of the other, some of the other projects we're known for uh, in the community, we do a program every year called Cookies for Max, in which we bring cookies out to the people, men who live at the Idaho Maximum Security Institution, Again, you've been hearing me for a period of time. You know, that's where I spent five years. So it's near and dear to me. But uh, clearly, um, most of the 500 people who live in Max are locked down 23 hours a day, seven days a week. And so they don't get much time out of their cells. And what we do every year is do a program called Cookies for Max. We get together a whole bunch of cookies and we bring them all out there. The volunteers then divide them up into bags, and the religious volunteers go out and deliver them cell to cell. It's a very powerful thing to get involved with. Towards the end of the show, I'm going to let you know how to get in touch with me if you'd like to get in touch with me, and I can direct you to any of these efforts that we're undergoing. We also have a seminary now inside the walls of ISCI that's sponsored by Serving USA. We're proud of that through a curriculum of called TUMI, which is the Urban Ministry Institute, In which men at ISCI can actually get a degree in theology. So that's exciting. It's kind of on hiatus now with this uh, COVID thing, but that's what we're looking to do in the future. And we're looking to expand to another facility too. So those are the exciting things that we do on an ongoing basis. And um, I will be right back with a guest who had kind of left us, gone off to Wisconsin. He was in our area and we'll get back and we'll talk with him in just a second.
2: The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's 1 in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources, and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call.
0: Okay, so today we got an old friend that we found back in town on a visit. He'd left us and gone off to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Mr. Raymond Rice is here. Raymond, how are you, sir?
3: I'm fine, Mark. How are you today?
0: Good. We're going to call you an advocate for the loss, and I like that. That's a great title for you, I think, don't you?
3: I do, Mark. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit about Raymond Rice and what his background is, what his education is.
3: Sure. I uh, was born in Wisconsin, actually. I um, was born there, but I, I grew up in Minnesota. And um, um, I worked, uh, I went to the University of Minnesota. Um, go Gophers? Yeah. Go go Go, go, Gophers. go, go Gophers, that's yeah. right. The Golden Gophers, yeah. And um, with uh, journalism, a lot of my classes were in journalism. And I ended up getting a degree in rhetoric and speech communications. and up working in... Um, documentaries and film and moved out to California and did all that for a while. To, See, I just
0: found out that you were a radio and T V star. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Not in front of the camera, but I, I worked uh, behind the scenes with cameras and found that very enjoyable and
0: what part of the California
3: um both the- uh San Francisco Bay Area and Los Angeles. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah. And uh basically um I ended up coming back to the Midwest uh and uh, went into insurance. Uh, I was an insurance in the Midwest. Agent. Is
0: that Wisconsin or that's M- uh, Minnesota, okay, Wisconsin? Okay, okay. Back
3: to there, and and uh, since how I came to Idaho. If you'd like to hear how I came to Idaho, I, that?
0: that was my next question.
3: Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, my fam. Most of my family lived out here in in Boise, the Boise area, and I decided they were wanting me to come out there for many years, and I decided, okay, yeah, let's go check it out. So ended up doing that and. Eventually uh, went into your insurance and eventually found
0: you. That's right. And, you know, I was trying to, we were talking about just before we did the show, I think we've known each other for, I think, six years. that And we uh, tripped across each other at the old Peer Wellness Center. Is that true?
3: Right. That's very true. Over yeah. off of Orchard. and That was then on Orchard. I've seen your organization from its very beginning, actually, Mark. That's and right.
0: We were a little one uh, office complex and now we're, uh, well, we got, we got more room now. Yeah. So it's I, yeah. we're doing well. Yeah, well, I'm You left me, and you left me, and I went I know
3: you said, "Why didn't you yep. stay in Idaho and help me reform everything?" And you said, here, no, so. "No, I'm out of here. I'm leaving." <laughs> but hey, I may be coming back soon. So <laughs> we'll have to the, see.
0: One of the things that makes you attractive was well, made you attractive to me at that situation back then, and still does. Was you were of you were a product of the system? Your uh, IDAC number one zero six uh, five six eight discharged right. in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, yeah. many people get discharged from numbers, so that's pretty right, cool. Well.
3: You know, it was, a, it was a process. You know, everything is a process, and you know, certainly, I don't think anybody plans to to go down certain roads. We've all, we some of us have been down, and I certainly, back in 2013, I had gone into the the drug thing, and and uh, was lost, basically lost, and and um, it ended up catching up to me, and mm-hmm. uh, so I I remember going through. Um, being sentenced and getting on that prison bus and, you know, the white bus know, we've all been on, right, yeah. and going through those gates and looking at my hands and handcuffs, you know, and said, this is not what I planned for. This is not what I wanted. And so um, it was quite a shock for me when I went out there. And But I'm here today, and, and I, I when know— When you went
0: into the system, where did you went through RDU, or did you go after that?
3: After that, I end up going into the CAP program at, okay. at uh, what is it, uh, MCAP? Yeah. yeah, MTC. MTC, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I still stay in touch with some folks that have graduated from that program that are doing well.
0: Yeah, that's good. We got good with well, the gentleman who is uh, used to be the, heart, the head of the Department of Corrections. Henry Atencio is the warden out there, so that's a that's a good mm-hmm. facility. Yeah. Okay. So you're out and you're walking around, and I know my first recollection was. Uh, I'm involved in some transitional housing, and you were a resident of the transitional housing.
3: That's right. Uh, over with what? Doug is Doug, and Doug Hardy, your Doug Hardy, other yes, you business partner. Doug, you and, have to remember Doug Hardy's name. Yeah, Doug Hardy's a good man. You forget
0: Doug's name, you're going to be in return.
3: I, I had no place to go at certain times, and, and Doug was there, and and uh, it was a supportive place to be, and you know, and it helped me to get going.
0: I will give you some kudos here too, as I speak from as a partner in that operation. Many people come into the operation, and uh, those of you are listening to me now know that you go into housing, and sometimes they're hard luck stories. People fall behind in their rent, et cetera, et cetera, and and, uh, as a landlord, a lot of the times we get stuck with those sad stories as they move on or as they go back to prison with them owing us money, and Mm -hmm. in particular, I remember you having some difficulty and got behind, and then events took place where you came into money. And you mm. walked over immediately and gave the money to Doug Hardy, oh. which is, I can tell you, is very yeah. uh, remarkable yeah. in this mm-hmm. day and age. And yeah. uh, it is still an issue for those of us who do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew there was character at that point in time mm. when that happened. And yeah. um, so congratulations for that.
3: Well, thank you. I, I really enjoyed uh, staying there as um, other people. Uh, Christian men that stayed there. Yeah, we there.
0: try to we try to put a Christian efforts together. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: Bible study and very very good. Yep.
0: Yep. You are also in NNU social work. Huh? Oh right.
3: Yeah. yeah, I was working on my master's and may go back to that. I'm not sure, but uh, that's how Mark and I know each other. Yeah. The same professors. We cross these and, same professors. And, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. And then also too, for the time back in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to do a meeting called Victory Over Sin, which was a Christian approach to recovery, I think we said. but um, And I did that on Tuesdays and, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And we did that for, we'd done that for years. We kind of put it on hiatus because of the COVID and because of the closeness and stuff. But you would always hang around in there and come every once in a while. Oh, morning, yeah, I have Wednesday a lot
3: weeks. of good memories of going to those meetings and,
0: I have one in particular I'll tell you that I th- always thought was cute. This is, it reminds me of Ray. Uh, Ray, We were done with meeting and I think I was taking him home. And he was saying, you know, I'm thinking about doing a meeting a lot like yours. The only thing I'm going to make it biblical. And I'm going to have just biblical approach to it. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking... You jerk! What are you talking about? That's all we talked about was God in there, and that was how—that's the whole concept. Well, yeah. You missed the whole thing. Did you sit through the meeting, or and you tell me, oh no, this isn't going to be a Bible reading? I know well, well. Thank you very much. Good luck with that, Ray. Good luck with that. Yeah, absolutely. so that was my story. <laughs> One of those things that endeared me to you. But it was neat. Well, I awesome. tell you what.
3: Hey, coming back from Wisconsin, it's the fir- one of the first things I wanted to do was go to the victory over San. Well, that's night. good see? because of COVID, unfortunately. Oh yeah, wasn't there? But hey, I'm glad I got to see it.
0: Yeah, if you also hung around uh, the journey and Mike and everybody. Too. Yeah, you, Mike Boswell. You, got, you introduced place. me to Mike. You introduced me. Yeah, to Mike. very good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's like I said, we've had similar sorts of paths that as we've gone forward. And then you had that this goofy kind of auto accident. Oh gosh, uh, talk about that.
3: Yeah, I mean. Uh, you never can tell what life is, what's gonna happen in life, and here I am driving to Sun Valley, and things are going good, and bang, all of a sudden I wake up, I'm in St. Alphonsus, and, and I've been airlifted. Uh, apparently a, a moose or some animal had crossed the Mephiathe, and I went off into the ravine, and miraculously I, I was still here and there, and my family's standing there, and so God, uh, God saw me through that, and it was not easy. Um, so you just don't know. You just have to um, hang in there. Yep. Hang I in can, there. I
0: can also remember that St. Al's, too, you had more visitors than anyone. And everybody like,
3: everybody you know, came. Like over 100 visitors. I so know. I was surprised at how many people love
0: me. Yeah, that was true. That was true. And, um, I think that's in part one of the reasons as I was thinking about doing this show, it was the theme for you, is this ability that you have to Overcome and to connect and always to come back and be honest and like I said, pay your deals, always represent yourself and live the Christian life. It's it's a tenacity. It's a um, it's a, a, a quality that people don't have. Uh, and yeah. you should be. Uh, I respect you for it. You know what I mean. You keep yeah. at it. You know what I mean.
3: Well, here's the, here's the thing. I, I realize I'm not perfect, and by all means, and there's still things that God has worked on in my life, but. I'm going to get there. You know, it's a journey, and um, it's you just got to keep trying and keep your head focused and try to learn from the mistakes. And sometimes I have to learn something 10 times before I get it right. Mm-hmm. And um, so I understand. I understand that this is a journey and that you don't have it right the first time. Nobody does.
0: I, uh, and I think, like I said... I uh, congratulate you and can encourage you to do that. I was 50 before I figured it out. So um, that's that's to your credit. I was I was thinking about, I read you a quote that I'm going to read you now. It's a Brene Brown quote. We're on a Christian radio station. Brene Brown kind of presents herself as a Christian but doesn't really live that aspect. She's a professor at the University of Houston, Ph.D. social worker. But her quote that I love, and I think it applies to you, is that, uh, if you're not in the arena of getting your ass kicked on occasion, i'm not interested in or open to your feedback. and i think yeah. that's almost the what you have to do in life is yeah. to listen to what god's telling you to do mm-hmm. and follow that direction and be the best christian you can be mm-hmm. and get out there and fight.
3: right and it's it's easy for those of us who have been in the system and for us i felt judged at times but you know what um that's why you have to do it for yourself. You have to get up and, and fight back and realize this is my life, you know, my my uh, my journey and, and I can't listen to the voices around me all the time telling me I
0: can't do it. I would what do you think of this? I've argued that because we've been incarcerated, because we've lost everything, been embarrassed yeah. and been humiliated, oh, yeah. um I think that better prepares us almost for being a better Christian. Do, do you think yeah, that or do you?
3: Absolutely And you know I mean I, I've seen what it's like going inside and I've seen how where we can go and, and I've realized so many people don't get the opportunity to, to go to prison if I may say that no, they true. They live in a prison their whole life from bitterness or from whatever holds them back and they don't get the opportunity to get the treatment yep. that they need so they can get free or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think it's if you're listening to our voices today as you're driving around, that's please understand that, uh, what you're afraid of and what your fear and whatever that yeah. thing is, if that with a relationship with Jesus Christ is the thing that makes it work. I, I agree with Ray. I, I wouldn't have been here and yeah. where I was unless they sent me to prison so that I could sit there and almost yeah. like God could say, I've been trying to get yeah. your attention, Mr. Renick, for and, and we all not, your life. Now I need to talk yeah. to you and I want to listen to you. Yeah.
3: And we will not let that define
0: us. Well, we will not let that define us. No, no. In fact, I wear it as a badge of honor. There
3: was a time when I let it define me, yeah, but not anymore.
0: No, it's not worth it. Okay, so you're on to Wisconsin. Talk to me about Wisconsin and what you're doing there.
3: Wisconsin. Well, it definitely is a lot colder there. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> and uh, well, there's it, humidity there too. They
3: tell me the Green Bay Packers, right? Oh, well, yeah. the Green Bay Packers and, um, yeah, I, I really like Wisconsin. It's like I said, it's where I was born, and I wanted to go back and kind of relive my Midwest upbringing. And after being in Idaho for eighteen years, and um, I had a family back there. Actually, uh, unfortunately, they some of them passed or struggling with alcoholism, and I wanted to be there for them. And it's uh, the main reason I went back, but also to kind of you know just. See what's out there, you know, with, with what it used to, what I used to um, live, and it is definitely a lot different now. And uh, and I plan on actually coming back to Idaho eventually, uh, but not not for at least another year or so. I have other plans as well, so you'll we learn I guess in a little bit.
0: Yeah. So okay. So you're in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and so you're looking for a church. How did you find a church? Church.
3: Well, whenever I, I go to a, a city, I always know that I have to find a church. Because as we know, the church is not a building; it's mm. a person. So, and I, I like to have that support, and um, and so I just kind of looked around, and I, I found a really good church. It's called Harvest Time in Eau Claire, mm-hmm. um, and it's important to me to find a church that that wants to reach people. Like I said, I'm an advocate for the lost, you know. And to me, if I don't see that element in a the church, then I want to look somewhere else, and. Um, Because I was lost, you know, I was lost, and 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 if it wasn't for organizations like Marks, for Doug and the housing and my family, and uh, the journey, places like this, the Journey Church, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to be where I am today. Okay. Because we need a helping hand, you know. We needed a helping hand. I needed a helping hand coming from what I came out of.
0: Yeah. You also linked um, to celebrate. You were big in Celebrate Recovery towards the end here. Oh yeah. And then so you linked there. Was that a hard transition finding uh, a Celebrate Recovery number one and number two? Was it formatted the way you know Stephen Baker had it planned? Was it all the same? Sure. Or, yeah.
3: Well, you know, I was involved in Celebrate Recovery here in in Boise uh, at the Vineyard. Excellent program, so if anybody is coming out and you want to find a uh, Christ-centered place where the hurts, habits, and hang-ups.
0: You were going to the Nazarene thing, too, weren't you?
3: Yeah, Nazarene, the Nazarene Church as well, absolutely. They are everywhere, and nationwide. And so that was, I know that when I go to another city like in Wisconsin, Eau Claire, I can Google Celebrate Recovery, and they have meetings on their website. You can find it if you want it, yeah. and I wanted it. So I still go to Celebrate Recovery.
0: Was it is it the same format there?
3: Um, for the most part, yes. Uh, there's two levels to it. You can go to the basic meetings and uh, small groups after that to talk about whatever it is that you're up against. But they also have what they call a 12-step men's yep, yep. or women's so study where you get men's. to really dissect yeah, your character so. and who you are and try to figure things out and I've done that too
0: so yeah, that's kind of the question I was having whether it was the same or not so talk to me about Brazil
3: oh Brazil yeah um well one of the things that's kept that my tenacity going and coming back to the to the to the road the main road in life uh, to keep me energized and focused is I've had this lifelong infatuation with wanting to go to Brazil why Brazil I don't know exactly know, but uh, from the time that I was Small. It's just something I've wanted to do, and I've studied the the culture, the music, and I, I've wanted to uh, reach people there, help poor people. And and there's I came when I went back to Wisconsin. That's life's choices build on each other. So I met uh, one of my old high school friends who now works on a missions board uh, at a church there, and he told me they were gonna be going to Brazil, this church. And so I said, oh, Really? I, let me check it out. I wanna go. So I applied to go. This is last January. Was accepted, but of course COVID came and so nobody was gonna be going this year. But we're gonna go next year. You know, and I I actually hope to uh, to, to live down there full time. I'm studying to get my licensing to teach English as a second language. Mm. And I'm gonna be down there during the school year and there the school year in Brazil actually runs from February until the end of uh, November because their summertime is actually when our winter is. So I hope to be there and then be in Idaho for like December and January. And uh, it's a lifelong dream, and I, I just, I've dreamt about it.
0: <laughs> That's good. Well, I can remember when you were over on uh, City Housing over on Vista. Yeah. You had Bible studies and. There are all sorts of nationalities in your Bible oh, study. Yeah.
3: I, I love the international community and refugees, and I love hearing their stories because we all have a story and hardships. You know, it's not just us that have been incarcerated, but but really everybody has something to overcome in life. and And I love coming along somebody and helping them to accomplish their their, their dreams and help maybe learn a language, helping them find a job. I worked at the uh, English Language Center in Boise for a while, helping people develop resumes. And Because uh, people have helped me a lot in life, and I, I want to give something back, you know? And, uh, you know, it was, I know it sounds cliche-ish, but in treatment, we've all heard maybe you can't keep your recovery unless you give it away, right, Mark? Mm-hmm. And uh, you certainly have been giving yours away, and we really appreciate you. Well,
0: you yeah, know, like I said, that's a... Uh... Um, I think you will be successful, and so it's good to know that you'll, I guess you'll winter here in winter, huh? When you're done with it. Yeah, right? you and know, here.
3: and down there in Recife, Brazil, which is where I hope to go, I, I've met a ministry down there that works with children and the parent, and their their parents are addicts and uh, they are alcoholics, just like we have here, and we're going to be working together with the children and their parents. So what I wanted to say is the average temperature down there is like. Almost 80 degrees year round. So it'll be a nice break coming back here for the winter. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, for sure.
0: Well, I also I, I strongly believe that uh, God puts people in your life that will come back and come back and kind of interact. And I've been really fortunate in the nine years that I've been out of prison to develop all sorts of people who have gone and still connect with. And I consider you one of those people. And I'm sure that, you know, you're not going anywhere.
3: Yeah. And, you know, just to, to say, if I may say, don't give up on yourself, you know. I, you know I, is this to me or is this to everybody else? To everyone. Yeah, you too. I <laughs> look like I was
0: giving up on myself, right?
3: No, no, I, I, no remember that time? No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, just... Don't, you said you wouldn't talk about that. Okay, I yeah. won't talk about that. I talked about me and <laughs> just have a dream and don't give up on yourself. It doesn't matter where you've been. We can we can do it.
0: Yeah, you can. Okay. Listen, it's been a pleasure having you in here and uh, I look forward to... Uh, if you're a Facebook guy, look him up on Facebook, uh, uh, Ray R. Rice, and he'll, you'll see his travails as he goes forward. Right.
3: Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure to be here.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Through Jesus there's victory All the chains that were holding me Kept me locked in captivity Have been broken by grace so free When he poured out his cleansing blood. Motivated by his great love, give me faith I need to rise above, and sing a song of how I've overcome, I've got victory over sin, bringing peace to the fight within, give me strength I need to start again, I've got victory over sin.
0: Okay, that was fun. If you need to get in touch with me and you want some information about anything we talked about or... Uh, you want to hear the real story about Ray Rice, you can call me, too. I'm easy to reach. You can do it at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can send me an email at systemicchangeofidaho. It's all spelled out there at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook at systemicchangeofid. I'm on Instagram at systemicchangeofid. And you can even call me on the telephone at area code 208-477-1006. Look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Sin.